Hello, everybody. It's time for another Sam and the Big Barn NFL podcast. But tonight's going to be a little bit different. There'll be a little bit of AFL thrown in there after a dramatic night last night at the draft. And also, we're going to talk college football with some enormous games. And I do mean enormous. On this very special weekend um, in the United States, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And um, as we'll discuss with the schedule, I mean, it's a very big it, uh, Thursday in particular in America is a massive day. Sam Zickman, it's a very good evening to you, sir. Great to be with you, David. There's a lot going on in American sport and Australian sport as well, it has to be said, but Correct. a lot going on. There's certainly a lot to get into. This is going to be a fascinating podcast with the some of the results that went on in the NFL, including the Eagles separating themselves today is probably the best team in football and obviously what is going to be an absolutely fascinating weekend of college football coming up, in particular the Ohio State and Michigan game. Uh, that will certainly be one to keep an eye on. Well, interestingly, just for once, the, the Iron Bowl hasn't got much interest. Auburn aren't very good at the moment. I mean, they hate one another, but and neither is the Georgia the Georgia um, derby between Tech and Georgia. It, the the focus almost on the entire part of America is going to be on Michigan and Ohio State. We'll talk about that coming up, and I'll have to have a look. I what, one thing we're missing. I haven't seen where Washington are playing because they've snuck into the into the four. So um, they'll have. I'm, I'm sure they've got someone like Oregon or someone like that. So we'll come back to that. Sam, before we start with NFL, what a fascinating draft that was last night of the AFL. Something's close to our heart. The thing that I wanted to talk about most is how cool is it? We're given these wonderful opportunities. You and me and John O and Ash to commentate on very talented young footballers. Caden Cleary got drafted last night. That is so... When you've commentated on these plays, it adds something... Same as Isla uh, Sheeran. It's fascinating. But Caden Cleary got drafted. Um, and the Swans bundled up their, their picks and got them right and drafted Caden Cleary. Isn't that fantastic? Such a great result. Caden Cleary, obviously, coming through, playing at Sydney University, uh, previously at Newtown Swans, um, and a product of the, the Swans Academy... You know, since he was 12 years old, a lot of investment there. Um, obviously, an Allies player this year, capping off what was a tremendous season for Allies, obviously winning the national championship uh, this year. But Caden's an exceptional player, hard, in and under, wins the footy, pretty good height, still good in the air. Um, uh, you've had a chance to call him on, on a few occasions. Wonderful result. I don't think a lot of people had Caden going at 24, um, but Collingwood obviously really liked him and we knew that the Swans were going to match it as soon as that, that pick came up. I think the Swans were probably quietly hoping he might slide to the second round, uh, but such yeah. is the talent of Caden Cleary. Uh, that wasn't to be, and, and he's gone at 24, and, and he'll lace him up uh, for the Swans next year, which is going to be wonderful to watch Caden in his career. So he was a, he's a Newtown junior, is that correct? Correct, yep. Yeah, well, I'm sure the people there will be very, very, very thrilled to have a player. And, and this bloke, if you haven't seen him play, he's an unusual builder. He's an he's got a very large upper body. As Sam Sam mentioned, you, 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 when you look at someone like Errol Goulden, he's meant to be an out to be an outside player. He's wiry, thin. Like he's not. I'm not saying he's not strong, but he's built to be a winger. Clear, he's just got this for an 18 year old. He's got a very big upper body, and he's made to get in and under. And he will get a lot of football. Tough football for Sydney. Absolutely wonderful pickup. Uh, and obviously, we get to see round two play out tonight. A bit of a bolter selected by the Giants last night. Uh, oh, well, that that was how fascinating was that? I've just been watching the highlights of that when he and Connor O'Sullivan got both Albury Tigers, so they're both New South Welshmen. How would Albury be 
be feeling right now, Sam. They've got draft picks 11 and 12 in the same draft. Amazing. But that whole story and watching that on, on video was quite remarkable. It was. It was. It was It was probably almost, obviously, besides Caden going, uh, it was probably the next most interesting moment. I think we all knew that Harley Reid was going to go pick one. Um, good to see a few Tassie players get picked up, though. I think that's really yeah. good signs for Tassie uh, with, the obviously, the 19th licence coming up. But, wow, what a, what a night it was last night. Love the draft uh, of any sport, really, the, the NFL yeah. draft, obviously, and the AFL draft being the two that I keep the closest uh, look at. But there are some... Wonderful players coming through. I also think about how stacked the Gold Coast Suns are going to be in years to come with some of the talent they were able to pick up. Uh, Ethan Reid in particular, 202 centimetres. Um, Jake Rogers, he's 172, but looks like he's going to be an absolute machine uh, at AFL level. So, yeah, the Suns are coming, that's for sure. Obviously, Dimmer's up there coaching. Rance has come out of retirement, momentum building. Gold Coast Suns, just wait and see what they're going to do. It'll be very interesting. I think the AFL needs the Gold Coast to be in the eight. I reckon that'll be a way because it, it gets – and there's so – you would know this yourself. There are so many expat Victorians in the Gold Coast. It's crazy. And if they can get a competitive side, I think it'll be only good for football. Remember that the team just um, an hour up the road are a very good football side and went within a couple of points of winning a grand final. So the better the Gold Coast Suns are for mine, I think it'll be wonderful for footy. Yeah, southeast Queensland, uh, obviously off the back of migration post COVID out of uh, out of Victoria in particular and Melbourne, certainly seen a, a lot of talent go into the local leagues up there. Uh, see that will that will play out over you know over the, the next generation coming through with some some wonderful talent to back up that. But you're right, it's so important for the AFL that the Suns can get uh, into the finals and win some finals. Obviously, the Giants have done it a couple of times. Played in one grand final, of, of course, famously, and, and just fell short this year of getting to the last day uh, of the season. But yeah, really good to see exciting signs across the board. On to the NFL. Here are the results Baltimore 34, Cincinnati 20. And in my mind, Cincinnati are now in all sorts. We'll come back to that. The Browns, this was a huge game. The Browns beat Pittsburgh 13 10. And they are one of, if not the best defensive team in America at the moment, Cleveland. And it's going to do them well playing on. The Lions just held off a plucky Bears 31-26 in Detroit. And the Lions are looking at a two-seed, ladies and gents. Dead set serious. The Packers 23 over the Chargers 20. And the Chargers are just about done. And there's been lots of calls about coaching in that particular city. The Dolphins 20 just beat the Raiders 13. Um, they held them scoreless in the second half, and that wins your games of footy. The Giants, I don't know where they plucked this from, 31-19 over the Commanders. The Cowboys, as we predicted last week, quietly and efficiently took business, care of business against Carolina, 33-10. The Jaguars belted the Titans, 34-14. The Texans held on. They just held on. They scored all of their points in the first half and won 21-16 over the Cardinals. The 49ers, as predicted, 27-14, and they're back, baby. The Niners look out over the Bucks. The Bills also have good performance, 32-6 over the Jets, and the Jets are in all sorts. The Rams, 17 over the Seahawks, 16. The Denver Broncos, who are just resurgent at the moment over my Minnesota Vikings, 21-20, and they scored 12 points in the last quarter to do it. And then a fabulous game of football this morning. Uh, Philadelphia kept Kansas City scoreless in a half of football and won 21-7. 
17, I beg your pardon. Sam, as we always do, let's go to Dallas first. We won't don't need too much time here. Just a, a workmanlike professional performance, and they're seven and three, the Cowboys, exactly where they want to be going into a home Thanksgiving game. Absolutely. It was. It was uh, workmanlike. The game ended up being so comfortable for Dallas that Cooper Rush came in at quarterback and, and Dak was able to take a break in the fourth quarter, which was really good. Uh, look, they're building for the future, Caroline. I, I like Bryce Young. Um, he's very young, needs to develop. They've got the makings of a of a reasonable team. Hubbard's not, you know, pretty solid running back as is Sanders. So they've they've got a bit to develop through Carolina. They'll they'll obviously be rebuilding through the draft. Um, they don't need a quarterback. So obviously Harrison coming out of Ohio State's probably. I would think if they hold on to that pick, they'll they'll be looking. Um, at drafting a wide receiver. But having said that, there's no guarantee that they'll hold on to that pick because it could be very, very team who's looking at either uh, or Williams, uh, the two main the main two ranked okay. quarterbacks at the moment I, coming out I, of this I draft. I think that's extremely relevant. Right now, let's say Carolina does get a trade package and gets an Elway package or something. Who do you think would be brave enough and bold enough to go after them. Do you think that the do you think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be in the market? I think the Jet I think the Giants will be in the market. Hundred percent the Giants. Sure. That's a that's a no brainer. And I think I think the Bears will be in the market. So it Sam, if if the Bears go to the market, does that are you indicating that Fields gets disposed of or gets traded for picks and goes elsewhere? So I think if they do opt to go to the draft, the interesting thing that they do with Fields will be whether they hold him as a backup quarterback until there's a, a, a supply and demand issue with a team really needing a quarterback and look for a really good deal next year, or they might just get rid of him and trade him straight away. I'm not suggesting they should do that. I actually think they should give Fields an opportunity. I, I think Fields has been serviceable this season when he's been available. Obviously, he's been injured. Uh, I, I just think there might be a world where they decide to go and have a have a crack um, at getting a, one of these two main quarterbacks that are at the top of the draft. It's just so interesting. The best player in the whole draft is probably Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State, the wide receiver. He's, he's the elite player in the draft. Yes, um, Caleb Williams hasn't had a good year, to be honest, this year at USC, and his draft stock, although very high, has probably come off a little bit. I think he's still the consensus first pick in the draft, um, and a player who I really like and have watched a fair bit of at, at UNC is Drake May. Uh, I reckon he might be pretty solid yep. as well. He's one for you. Do you think that our friends at Pittsburgh would be interested because they do not have a quarterback of the future? They're not going to draft high unless they tank it from now. Do you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers organization would bundle up something for the for 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 from May or Williams? I don't have them as one of the sides that I'm expecting to move up in the draft. I just they very rarely do it. I'm they very that's them. fair. You're absolutely right. They very that's not their organization's at modus operandi. The Giants uh, they, they I protect think, their picks. They yes, they do. 100% the other one who might be interesting, although they probably won't need to trade up because their record is not great at the moment, is whether the New England, what New England Patriots do now. I guarantee they'll draft a quarterback. 
if they don't trade up, it's probably going to end up being Bo Nix from Oregon, who's again, you know, really solid pickup. So, but yeah, that, that obviously need to trade up a little bit higher if they're going to get Drake May or Caleb Williams. But the Patriots are another one I'd definitely have a look at. But the number one candidate for me to trade up is the Bears. That's fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating. Sam, Joe Burrow gone for the season in Cincinnati, a, a torn ligament in his throwing wrist. Baltimore win 34-20. And now, now you're starting to see that AFC North perhaps metamorphose change a little bit, particularly with Houston going okay. Now you can see, I can sell you Baltimore and Cleveland going through in the AFC North, particularly with yeah. Cleveland beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's a really big win. Those two games, obviously, we talk about them both at the same time. They're so relevant to each yes. other. The Browns were pretty good. Um, yes, they were. I thought that. I thought that was solid. Uh, Thomas Robinson was was pretty good at quarterback, one sixty five in deception, but probably game managed the pretty well. And, and the Browns have got such a good defense that that's all they really need out of the quarterback is, is getting them into the low. Isn't that crazy to think that a team just getting a team into the low teens is almost enough with how good the defense is. At the Browns. Um, yeah, unfortunate for the Steelers. They're the ones they've been winning all year. Um, one of those sides is going to be seven and three. It ended up being the Browns. And I think that for that reason, the Browns are in exceptional shape now to make the playoffs, especially considering what happened to Joe Burrow. It was fascinating, David, watching him on the sidelines. Not sure you saw the clip of him trying to throw. And no, I just didn't. Fell, it just, so he's giving, he kind of stepped back to just test his arm and he went to throw. And he just had nothing. He, he, it's like he was so shocked. He, he couldn't believe that there was nothing there when he, when he went back to throw it. And he's like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I think when, he was surprised at how bad the injury was. When Terry Bradshaw threw his last pass, he did a major injury in his right arm. And the same thing happened to him. It basically fell out of his hand. That's a long time ago, but I've actually seen video of it. Um, yeah, look, Detroit for mine... It's between Detroit and San Francisco as to who will get the two seed. Uh, Detroit just keep on winning. Um, and they've got a little bit – because they didn't win their division, they've got – Detroit's actually got a very good schedule, very, very good schedule. And they just continue to win. They're, they're clearly going to win the NFC North, clearly, maybe by a couple of games. And that was probably their – they had a really poor three quarters. On, they on did. Weekend. Chicago were all over them and – in fact, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a regression um, for the for Detroit. They've been playing so well, and Jared Goff in particular have been playing so well. And up to the end of the third quarter, you're like, what is going on with this um, with this Detroit team today? This is those games, you know, Dallas had it against Arizona, and you know um, the Bills had it in the first week against the Jets. Although they've had a couple of them where they just have a really odd game. And it was actually Jared Goff who got turned them around in the fourth quarter and actually had a really phenomenal 15 minutes of football to drag them across the line. And, and what's a really important win? Because the Bears, although they're 3-8, and eight, they're still a reasonable football team and they came to play. They're not tanking. Um, they are actually trying to win football matches. Um, it was good to see Justin Fields back out there again. I thought he was serviceable. Not sure he's doing enough to, to save his starting position with the, the caliber of the draft coming up. But yeah, really good win for Detroit. I agree. I think they set themselves up now for a two seed, um, which is a wonderful turnaround for that franchise. Which means they they get to play all of their games until the NFC conference game indoors at Ford Field and get to avoid Philly in 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 week one and week two of the finals if they jag a two seed, which I think because I don't think any I, I find it hard to believe that anyone wants to go to Philly at the moment. 
Um, the Texans are six and four, and for mine, they are the surprise packet of the season. They have been well. That that's it's not necessarily a great win to beat the Cardinals, but they did it, and they they did it scoring no points in the second half, and Stroud for once throwing a couple of picks. But at least they got there. They found a way. Yeah, I was encouraged by Kyler Murray in this game. I watched a little bit of this one because I really like Kyler. Um, I thought he had it. I think it was he was he's getting back to being the Kyler Murray that we all accept him to be, and that'll be really exciting for the Cardinals. Who, if if Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the board when the Cardinals pick, they will take him because they're not picking a quarterback. They've got their quarterback. I think they're really comfortable with Kyler Murray, and obviously on the other side of the fence, the uh, who's now the consensus um, rookie of the year and. Uh, and that's CJ Stroud, another wonderful performance. Although he's a little bit wayward, more than he has been in previous weeks, he did enough to get across the line. Um, and the other one that Houston has got has found is Tank Dell, exceptional receiver. Um, when you pair him with, with Nico Collins, who's obviously a young receiver as well, I'm absolutely bullish about Houston, David. It may not be this year, but they're a team that is is coming strong. Well, they are. That, and that you know they're finding a way to win, and they're at the moment they're a real chance at a wild card. Um, the Seahawks and the Vikings had a regression on the weekend. Seahawks really should have been in the Rams. The Rams came from behind to win 17, 16, 10 points in the last quarter. The Vikings will be filthy. Um, they were up in the last quarter, and they let the Denver score uh, twelve points with a touch and a touchdown with with no. Um, with no two-point conversion and two field goals. They're the games that neither of these two sides can actually afford to lose. Um, other results probably didn't hurt them. But, yeah, I think both of them would have put pencil that in as a W, to be quite honest, to be brutal. Yeah, it's a, that's right. It's a bad loss for the Vikings. Um, it is. Cortland Sutton got the job done. Um, Russell Wilson hit him up for the go-ahead touchdown. Um, the Vikings played okay, uh, but... The Broncos just found a way again. I can't believe the Broncos are five. No, five. They, they are playing okay football. I don't think they can make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough. But they could. So they're certainly looking how where Russell Wilson's gone into it in himself and what they've done at Denver is they've basically been very conservative. Got they've got a good defensive structure and he's not turning the ball over basically and he's been serviceable. Whereas the part of the start of the season he was terrible. At the moment he's playing okay. That's all okay. Yeah, they're, they're another interesting. I think they may well go quarterback potentially as a backup. Um, I'm not sure whether Jared Stidham's their backup of the future. They, they might give Wilson another season and try and bring some, someone through in the draft. I think there are six quarterbacks that will go inside the first probably 12 picks in the upcoming draft. So the Broncos, who we both think won't make the playoffs, even though they're having a good season, will likely get an opportunity to draft a quarterback as a backup for as the future for the, of the um, of the franchise. And you've got to hand it to Philly. They came from 10 points down at halftime to win 21-17 in a, a possibly, possibly a Super Bowl curtain raiser. Of course, they played the last Super Bowl, but... Philly found a way, didn't they? They just found a way to get home. And um, they are clearly now the best side in football. They tush pushed themselves to a victory, is what they did. Uh, the NFL is going to have to look at a rule change in the offseason. 100% they are. Because it is just not good to watch uh, when that stuff goes on. I mean, they're so good at it. And, and credit to them for how good they are doing it. But it's not football. It's not football what they're doing. And I'm not just saying that because I don't like the Eagles. 
because I'm a Cowboys supporter. I'm just saying because it doesn't mm. look good. It's just not right. It's not football. Look, look, I have to agree. Um, it, I think they'll, they'll, they'll tweak. They'll, 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 they'll tweak the rules. So before we go to the schedule on what is Thanksgiving, and Sam, to all of our friends listening in the United States, I'd like to wish them on behalf of both of us happy Thanksgiving. It is an enormous weekend in America. It means so much. Everybody gets together. I actually spent my Thanksgiving when I was living in America with with some people in 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 um, Dallas and had a, a wonderful time. Uh, I you get an understanding uh, of um, you get a much better understanding of America if you're there at Thanksgiving. And I was in Middle America. Um, for it, and it does mean an enormous amount to people. Everybody, it's it's all about family, and we, I just want to wish everybody all the best over there. And I hope they have a fabulous holiday. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, although I haven't been in America for Thanksgiving, um, on my wife's side, the um, the American side of the family, like American born and raised, uh, and they, you know, we always celebrated Thanksgiving with them and go around and saw the way it operates in terms of you know. Showing, talking about what you're thankful for and all the different um, foods that are supplied on that day and hearing people talk about how important a day it is on the calendar. You're right, David, it's massive. And obviously football plays a really important role on that day now. Oh, it does. Um, before we go to the schedule, the standings, Miami in a game and a So if, for those of you that don't quite understand, I'll explain. They're a game and a half in front of Buffalo. And the reason that is, is that Buffalo's got a buy to come yet. So uh, Buffalo six and five, Miami seven and three. Forget the Jets and the Patriots. The AFC North. I reckon Cincinnati's just about done and dusted, and I reckon the Baltimore, who are eight and three, and quite frankly, Baltimore's the number one seed right now in the AFC, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. But again, they're only half a game in front of Miami because Baltimore hasn't had a bye yet. Baltimore eight and three, Cleveland seven and three. The AFC South very surprising. Three teams in with a genuine chance. Tennessee's gone. Jacksonville seven and three, Houston six and four, Indianapolis holding on. They've won two in a row. The Colts, um, they're five and five. In the AFC West, well, it is to think that Denver is second is unbelievable. When you consider they got resold seventy to ten, seventy to ten by Miami, their dif- their pl- differential is only minus fifty one. They're five and five. The Raiders going backwards. The Chargers are gone. And Kansas City's just played the best team in America and been pretty competitive. So Denver, an outside chance, but not much really. For mine, it'll be Miami. Jeez, this is tough. Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Houston, and Kansas City. That's where I'm at. That's seven, isn't it? Okay. That's seven. Over to the oh, NFC. Where- I agree. I'm, I'm with you with that seven. Okay, so at one stage we were talking about the possibility of four terms in the AFC North going through. I still think Buffalo's got a sting in the tail, although they don't have an easy schedule. But that's that right now, that's what I'm tipping. I'll do enough to get there, even if it's the seventh seed. Yep, that's right. And two no one seven. will want to play them. Two, two seven against the Bills. No, oh, thank you. The only good thing about being two seven against the Bills is if you don't have to go to the frozen tundra at Orchard Park. That's about who's the only thing. Gonna, who's probably going to be two? Well, it's going to end up being Miami. Miami could, or it, Kansas City. Imagine Kansas City. And you and Kansas City and Buffalo in week Buffalo one. In, oh, week one. <laughs> Help me. Unbelievable. Because it's possible. I mean, the, I mean, you'd expect the Chiefs will be tied with Baltimore after the bye. So let's let's give them the eight and three. They've got a game. Those two have got a game lead on. Uh, they'll have a game lead on Miami most likely, although there's, there's potentially going to be four teams tied on eight and three out there because the buy for the 
for the Ravens. So it really is up for grabs. Anyone's, it is anyone's, but let's say it is the Ravens that get through. Even if it's uh, the Chiefs that finish top and it's the Ravens or Dolphins who are second, who wants to play the Bills, especially not Miami in division? Uh, but, but if Miami get win the division, they at least get to play the Bills in 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And that is a major advantage, Sam. No one will want to – again, if the Bills finish, finish seventh, they don't get to play at home at all. So I think that's a major factor. And if you go into history, there is there are finals game played in Miami where it's got very warm and it affects the other sides. And Jacksonville are there as well, and that'll be warm as well. And that's exactly right. Over to the National Football Con that, at the NFC, and there's the best team in football right now is Philly. Okay, and if you look at the NFC, um, I think it will look like this at the end of it. Philly is the number one seed. Dallas will get in. Detroit, yes. Jeez, that NFC South's tough. I, I will go and say I think the Saints have got enough. San Francisco and Seattle possibly, and maybe Minnesota. I don't think the – I think Minnesota is going to benefit from the fact that there's so many poor teams. Washington and New York, Chicago, Green Bay, Tampa, Carolina, Los Angeles and Arizona for mine are gone. And if Minnesota can get it to a game or two games in front of 500, I think they'll get in. That conference tiebreaker that Minnesota is going to have over a lot of teams that haven't played them, the 6-2 and two conference record, is going to really help them against a yes. team like um, you know, Seahawks or a team that end up, obviously Falcons probably won't get there. But, yeah, this is a really interesting one. I think we both agree Philly ends up on top. They get the week off. Then it's probably sitting towards San Fran or it's Detroit that finish second and third. Um, Saints finish fourth, Cowboys finish fifth. Then it's again, it's up in the air. I'd say Seattle, although that was a really bad loss on the weekend. I'd say Seattle and the Vikings are likely are likely to get through in that one. So interesting. That'd be Cowboys on the road to Saints in week one, and and that that does not phase Dallas. Not not remember that that there's no climate. It's it's for them. It's a like for like. It is playing in New Orleans, which is always fascinating at that magnificent place. But I think that is exactly what Dallas would want. There's no way that Dallas will win their division. Um, Philadelphia looking dead set. Philadelphia could go fourteen and three the way they're playing. Fifteen and two. So the, the one that the one the Cowboys are really be hoping for there is there's an upset, so that they can avoid Philly in the second week. Because if obviously if if the divisional winners all win, plus the Cowboys knock off the Saints. Then it's uh, it's likely San Fran head to Detroit or Detroit to San Fran, and, and Dallas would go to Philly, which no one wants to do. Correct. The schedule. So again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a massive week in America for all Americans, and it is for football as well. So there's lots and lots of different scheduling. So please listen in on Thursday night or Thursday in America, Friday here. It's a triple header. Detroit always hosts. They've got Green Bay in a conference matchup. In fact, all three of these games are conference matchups, which is fascinating. This is interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of conference matchups this weekend. Green Bay head to Detroit. That's the early game at Ford Field in Detroit. Washington head to Dallas to play at Jerry World. Dallas always play at home at Thanksgiving. And then the late set's a huge game. Massive. San Francisco and Seattle at Lumen Field. So again, it's Detroit, Dallas, and Seattle hosting. A very rare Friday night game in America and a Saturday game in Australia. It's Miami and New York, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. That game's at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, where Sam has recently been. That is and super rare. Saturday games. 
It's a Friday night game. It's a Friday night game. The reason they're doing that is they're avoiding college football. Because the only That's time it. you see games on a Sunday in Australia, Saturday in America, is obviously once you get through college football. Which um, is so going to happen in December. Which will happen in December. That's right. So they're throwing the game on a Friday night, which is very, very interesting. But again, for us NFL lovers, it means football in Australia, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. It's tragic, isn't it? And there'll be a huge crowd at the Meadowlands. Don't worry about that. They'll, they'll flock there. Friday night in New York, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Be a bit chilly, but it'll be all right. There'll be, there'll be a big crowd in the car park by quarter time, I reckon, in that one. Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gents. New Orleans have Atlanta. That's a huge, that's a two-game swing in the NFC South. That game's in Atlanta. Pittsburgh has got Cincinnati. It's probably the one time that Pittsburgh wants. They've got two games in seven days in Ohio. Carolina's got Tennessee in Nashville. Tampa's got Indianapolis in Indianapolis. The Patriots have the Giants at East Rutherford, so a doubleheader in East Rutherford this weekend. Jacksonville's got Houston. That is a big game, particularly for Houston. That is a cracking game. These are all the early set, ladies and gents. Uh, That's at NRG Stadium in, in Houston. Uh, which is very close to the old Houston Astrodome. So the afternoon set in America is Cleveland at Denver, another game at Mile High for Denver. Yep. The Rams at Zona, that's in Glendale. Kansas City um, have Vegas. That'll probably be a game they'd want to play. That's at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Holy cow. I told you the Buffalo Bills draw is tough. Buffalo at Philly. I'm actually surprised that game hasn't been flexed into the night game. And it's mm. Baltimore having to make the big trip west to play Los Angeles at Chargers at SoFi. And the Monday night football is Chicago at that against my Vikings, just the game the Vikings needed. That game's at US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Um, games to watch. Oh, goodness me, that San Francisco-Seattle game's massive on, on Thanksgiving Day. That is on the Thanksgiving Thursday. That's a monster because Seattle can get themselves right in consideration for a, for, for winning the division if they lose San Francisco a home and host, I reckon. Yeah, and Brock Purdy's been playing unbelievable the last two weeks, responding to the pressure that was put on him after a couple of down weeks. That'll be the game the NFL's hoping is close because I'm not sure that the other two games are going to be all that close. Although, Jordan Love has been surprisingly good the last couple of weeks, and we need to give him time to develop, but he's been very good. And remember, that's a black and blue division game. They all hate one another. They hate each other. The NFL, just like the AFC North do, they don't get along. Um, then on to the Sunday games in America, Monday here. New Orleans and Atlanta is pivotal for that particular division, and I do mean it's a two-game swing. Pittsburgh has to come back and beat a wounded Cincinnati. Um, Loser Denver's that game's got, probably gone. Yep, Cleveland and Denver's actually an interesting game, and definitely Jacksonville at Houston's a monster. That is a very big game. Uh, Those in two Houston. are really good. Jacksonville, Houston, and Cleveland at Denver. That'll be that'll be like eighteen twelve or eighteen fifteen. That'll be just a really attritional game at Mile High. Kansas City will win. I cannot see Buffalo beating Philly. Sorry, there's just they just won't. Do- it. Not, up, uh, not after think, what we saw today. We we got an opportunity to really understand where Philly's at after what we saw today, and they're very good. Too good for Buffalo. And Baltimore's got a big trip, but they'll beat the Chargers because the Chargers are not playing good football. And Minnesota will have to be at their best. Chicago has been very competitive of late, but that's a great set of games. And looking at that list, 
there are no buys. No, they're all playing on things. The buys come after that. So this Excellent. is a full, it's a full weekend of football. Uh, it's massive. Uh, so yeah, enjoy your drops I think the last, I think the last six buys get dropped on us next week, but no buys I, Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. Over to college football, and some of these rivalries don't have much effect, but a couple do. Um, I'll read through the lot. These are the rivalry games that are on ESPN. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Oregon and Oregon State, they hate each other. Ohio State-Michigan is one of the biggest games of college football in a long time in, in the regular season. It's massive. Kentucky and Louisville, Texas A&M and LSU, Alabama and Ormond, the Ivan Bowl, and trust me, those two absolutely hate one another. There's one of the biggest rivalries in all of American sport. If you want a Glasgow Ranger, Glasgow Rangers, Glasgow Celtic lookalike, that's it. Arizona and Arizona State, Virginia and Virginia Tech. And this is the game I was mentioning earlier. It's Washington State and Washington, um, Florida State and Florida, Georgia and Georgia Tech, Clemson and South Carolina, and North Carolina and NC State. Let's go to the top of the tree first. That Ohio State-Michigan game is a monster. It's the last game of Jim Harbaugh's suspension. Wow. What do you say? That's a huge game. That is a massive game. The winner of that game is into the playoff. And the loser, based on the fact that there are currently five undefeated teams, it's likely that the loser doesn't get in, especially considering the SEC title game is already set, and that's Alabama and Georgia. And if Alabama beats Georgia, they will be in as well, probably at the account of an undefeated team as well, possibly, because you can't beat Georgia in, in a title game and not get into the not get into the playoff if you're Alabama. So this is a effectively almost an elimination game. I know we said last week there's a possibility they could both get in, but with five undefeated teams and a looming spectre of Alabama, this is likely, David, the end of one of these teams' seasons. Do you agree? Uh, yes, I do. I do. Um, I also, I'm not convinced that Alabama's would get within 10 points of Georgia at the moment. But Bama's been quietly building over the last six to eight weeks. I still don't think they're the Bama of old. But, yes, with so many teams undefeated, and I don't think Washington will get beaten by Washington State, that game's at Washington, not at Washington State. But, ladies and gents, if you get a chance, watch that Ohio State-Michigan game. It's an early game in America. It is genuinely... (laughs) Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's just so it's just a crazy situation to have five undefeated teams currently sitting in the rankings if we go through them. So Georgia, who will obviously comfortably win this week and go into the title game. They're they regardless. Will. They could they could lose the title game and they're still in. Um, so Georgia's going to the playoffs no matter what. There are three spots left for these particular teams, if we agree. Ohio State, Michigan, winner this week is in. Um, that'll mean there are two spots locked up. Washington. Obviously, we'll have a title game as well. And then Florida State currently undefeated. So I would expect if we end up with four undefeated teams, which means Georgia knocks off Alabama in the SEC title game, then your top four will be Georgia, uh, the winner of Ohio State and Michigan, Washington and Florida State. With Washington getting the three seed and avoiding Georgia in week one. Although Ohio State's not that, I think this is a very competitive final four. I don't think Georgia are nearly as dominant as they've been. Um, and then you've got on the outside looking in, you'll have um, so you've got some one loss teams that will Alabama. I think we both agree end up a two loss team. They'll lose to Georgia uh, unless a miracle happens, and then obviously they're in consideration um, for the playoff as well. But 
Oregon, Texas, and Louisville probably end up as um, as two uh, as one loss teams. But when you've got four or five undefeated teams, that's not going to be enough to get you in, which is really unfortunate for our Longhorns, David, that they won't it quite is. get there this year. Uh, but they've had a really solid year. They have. Um, I, I I still think Michigan are struggling without their head coach. Um, it's interesting that they've they've put that one to bed too. So I'm not sure if there was terribly much wrong because it's done. It's done and dusted. Everybody's finished with their investigation on that one. So I reckon the way I read that is that it wasn't that big of a deal. But we'll we'll wait and see. As I said, both I think you and I both agree that Jim Harbaugh might be done with Michigan at the end of this season. <laughs> so do we do we both agree here that it's Ohio State because I I think I'm getting that from you and that's the way that's my position I think Ohio without Harbour yet despite the fact that this game's in Ann Arbor and there'll be 104,000 absolute lunatics and ladies and gentlemen that's not a lie that's how big their stadium is 104 <laughs> I think it'll end up being as you said I think it will be Georgia Ohio State the Huskies and the Seminoles. That's what I think. So, again, for those that are uninitiated, Georgia, Ohio State, the University of Washington and Florida State, I think that'll be the final four because I do not think that Alabama can beat Georgia in the SEC. I just don't think they're quite good enough. If, if they did, it'd be the biggest upset you have ever seen. Um, the only, yeah, the so. only possible reason you could see it happening is, is if they wanted to play Alabama the next week because Alabama would probably end up a four seed. But I'm sure that won't happen. Yeah, interesting stuff. And then obviously we get into conference championship games the following week, um, which obviously yeah, we'll wait and see. But I think everyone will be casting their their eye forward and looking at the the SEC title game. Although, like you know, some strange things can happen. And I know the committee often give teams a little bit of a pass if their one loss happens to be in a championship game. But you, you've got to have a number ten ranked Louisville playing a number four ranked Florida State team. So Florida State, by the fact that there is an ACC. CC Championship game, they're probably going to have to win that game. I don't think Florida State can afford to lose a game. So no, they, they can't. Stuff. Neither can Washington. No, correct. And look, if Alabama did happen to be Georgia and Florida State lost to Louisville, then Florida State will be out and Alabama will be in. Amazing. So make sure you're watching your college football. And again, the highlight <laughs> by some distance is that Ohio State and Michigan game. That is a beauty. It's just of, of all the things you want to watch in college football, um, they call it the game. This this is one of those moments you want to be sitting down watching. It'll just be a belt up. And, the, and it's great that obviously the NFL gets out of the way of these big days for college football. They would never schedule matches on those days. So we, if we think about if we cast our minds ahead to our weekend, we've got Thanksgiving matches coming in here on Friday. We've got NFL on Saturday, big Ohio State-Michigan game on Sunday, and then we roll into our standard NFL um, Monday, Tuesday. So here we go. Absolutely. And I'm on holidays as of Friday, so I might actually get a chance to watch go. And, and the, the, the weather on Saturday is not the great either, so I might get to watch more football than, a, than, than I can pack his ticket, which I'd love. Sam, thank you. So was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight, sir? That was great. Got through it all. I think, we've, um, I think we, we had a really good summary of where we think these divisions are going to get to. Lovely to talk about the AFL off the top and, and college football yeah. finishes off. So good podcast. Indeed. Sam, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up with you next week. So we'll see you next week. On behalf of Sam Zickman, this is David Redden. Have a lovely, lovely week. Enjoy what will be an absolute fest. It is a football festival this weekend. It's just fantastic. For now, from both of us, it's bye-bye.